Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening. So sorry I've been gone for so long, but uh, hopefully that's done and we're pumping out regular episodes now. But uh, anyway, so today we've got a great guest on, uh, James Dorrit. Uh, he's a British Columbia bear hunter. He's a guide for Bullen Lewis Outfitters. And uh, this episode talks all kinds about... Um, spot and stock grizzly hunting and uh um black bear hunting as well but uh anyway unfortunately um so it's kind of the reason i wanted to talk before this episode was uh we recorded this episode back in last summer and um some things have changed since then so uh for those of you don't know um british columbia uh no longer has a grizzly bear hunt um which is just ridiculous. Uh, you know, it was um, a, a new political party had taken over in British Columbia, and they ran on a platform that included um, banning the quote-unquote trophy grizzly hunt, which uh, is, is just ridiculous. Um, British Columbia has a um, scientifically managed um, sustainable population of grizzly bears, and uh you know, they've been hunting them for a while now with no detriment to the population. And that's how, you know, they control bear numbers. But unfortunately, you know, the anti-hunters won in this round and uh, it, it's very unfortunate. And so British Columbia no longer has a grizzly bear hunt. And so the, this episode's a little sad in that aspect that we talk so much about it and how great of a thing it is. And Unfortunately, that's no longer a thing. So, but uh, you know, this episode is still really useful for you know folks in Alaska or the Yukon or Northwest Territories or wherever, or you know, if you hunt um, brown bears in Russia or Scandinavia or some, you're good to go there too. But uh, um, the uh, yeah, for British Columbia, it's a little sad. So, but still, tons of black bear stuff and interesting talk. So we even evaluate whether uh you know you should move to you know relocate yourself um in order to be able to hunt brown bears consistently so it's pretty cool but anyway hopefully your preparations for spring hunts are going good or if you don't spring hunt you just do fall hunts uh it's application season so either that or you're a wisconsin resident and you're getting ready to start baiting or whatever so anyway hope all that's going well for everybody and uh uh hope it's going good and uh, if you need some attractants, check out our sponsor, Beta 907 Bear Attractants. And uh, um, yeah, so anyway, well, let's get on to the episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, today, we're heading out to the mountains of British Columbia to talk with a really cool guest. Um, actually, a little backstory I first heard him listening to a podcast uh, uh, last year on my way to hunt bears and. Uh, that night I got a bear, so I thought it was kind of cool. So, um, anyway, <clears throat> maybe he's good luck. We'll see. But, anyway, so I got James Dord on the line. Uh, he's a guide with Bolin and Lewis Outfitters and uh, bear hunting from fanatic, from what I can tell. So, uh, anyway, how you doing, James? I'm doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. So, so uh, I guess for those that uh, don't know who you are, do you want to give me a quick intro about yourself and where you're from, that sort of thing? Okay, well, I'm sure uh, none of you know who I am, but I'll get rolling with it. I'm a hunting guide out of Terrace, British Columbia, or Terrible Lewis Outfitters. 
We specialize in black bears, grizzlies, and mountain goats, but we do offer elk and moose and uh, some deer hunts and that, wolves or whatever. But uh, I usually spend my days up north either fly fishing in the Skeena or uh, hunting when the season's open. That's awesome. <clears throat> Love it. You know, with British Columbia, there's so many honey opportunities. I'm jealous. Like, you look at the, you know, like here in Michigan, we got basically three big game species you can hunt, <laughs> you know, and then you look at uh, British Columbia, and it's just like a, like, 12-item list of things you can hunt, <laughs> and plus, you know, it's salmon insane. fishing. It's, how do you even pick what to do? <laughs> um, well, hunting definitely takes priorities, yeah. and uh, your friends and family will realize that quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely definitely so uh, i know what you mean so cool so um how long have you been bear hunting then uh well i actually i didn't grow up hunting and uh i always wanted to get into it and never had anyone to uh show me the way Mm -hmm. so when i was 20 or 19 my buddy bought a compound bow and he bought one for his dad. He mm-hmm. brought me over to shoot it one day and like I got his dad's bow and he just told me what to do and first shot at like 50 yards and just pinwheeled the target. And I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. So needless to say, the next day I bought a bow and <laughs> uh, I had my hunting license. I just never went before. And then I just, that's when I'm cruising uh, some back roads with my rifle, hoping mm-hmm. to find a bear and couldn't find one. And then sure enough, I saw one about, 50 meters or so from the highway mm-hmm. and i had the bow with me so i was like oh might as well give it a try and ended up stalking that bear and taking it at 20 yards or something and i was hooked ever since nice that's awesome that was with a bow or a rifle that was with a bow oh wow so your first black bear was a spawn stock bow kill that's awesome <laughs> yeah sweet <laughs> yeah it's legal to shoot uh 15 yards off the center of the highway with okay. archery tackle in BC, and then mm-hmm. it's 400 yards off the highway with a rifle. So okay. I just went for it, and uh, yeah, that's locked awesome. out. That's awesome. So that is sweet. <laughs> well, cool. So, um, so then from there, how did you get, uh, how did you get involved being a guy with guide with Bull and Lewis? Um, well, I'll just. I'm one of those guys that kind of obsesses over things when he starts it. Uh, uh-huh. doesn't matter what it is. I always want to be the best, and I'm pretty competitive. Yeah. So uh, I just hunted for a few years and loved it and just breathed it. And uh, I ended up taking a pretty good mountain goat one year, and that's kind of what our business specializes in. And mm-hmm. then my one buddy was packing for my boss, so he threw my name out, and he gave me a try, and we hit it off pretty good. That's awesome. Sweet can't be that so oh cool the um that's i can't get over that you actually the first like like a lot of people have been trying for forever like there's folks that you know they they grow up spawn stock hunting and they're still trying to get their first black bear with a bow and you just right out the gate you know kill a black bear with your bow that is awesome i can't get over that (laughs) That i I think uh not only quality, but we have a huge quantity of bears. We're on yeah. some of my neck of the woods compared to the states. I don't, I don't know your guys' numbers there, but like, yeah, when I get people into hunting or tell people about hunting, it's always go for black bear first kind of thing. It's the perfect animal to learn on. You get many chances. You'll see lots of bears kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I know it's probably different in like Montana. You see those guys going huge 
like two week hunts just for a bear to fill a tag. And I, I find it crazy, but I live in a completely different lifestyle around here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe the, the listeners don't know this, but you know, like, like British Columbia is pretty much the pinnacle of black bear hunting. I mean, it really, I don't think there's anywhere that has more, a higher density of black bears than BC. So it, it's just funny though, because I like, yeah, I, there's a lot of play, like, like around here, it, it's like a big deal to see a bear, right? I mean, in it, you know, bear numbers are going back up a little bit too now. So, I mean, it's not as rare, but you know, it's like a big deal to see a bear and like, like it's a big deal if you go into the woods and get a bear, you know, but like, it sounds like yeah. there, it's almost like they're, I wouldn't call them varmints, but it's very, you know, it probably has the prevalence of like what a white tailed doe is around here, you know? That's yeah. what it kind of sounds you know, like. We don't have we don't have much deer around here either. So kind of <laughs> like you don't deer hunt where I'm from. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yep. No, no. Terrace is that um, uh, is that northern BC or is that uh, sort of central south? Where is that? No, it's pretty north. It's okay. Pretty north. I'm like four hours from the Hyder Alaska border. So. Oh, okay, okay. So way, way north BC. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, and is it right on the coast? Terrace is about 40 minutes from the coast. I live in a small town, Kitimat, right now, which is half an hour away from Terrace. So okay. okay. I spend a lot of days in Terrace and Kitimat, but yeah, Kitimat's right on the coast here. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Just a little perspective. So, okay, cool. All right. So, um, so again, I guess then, so you're right, so you're right on the Pacific Ocean, basically, you know, 10 minutes away or so. Um, is there, I take yeah. it's really mountainous there? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And then more uh, like coniferous, evergreen, pine sort of trees, for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you get some old cedar stands and stuff too. Some mm-hmm. nice old growth, but yeah, for the most part. Okay. All right. Sweet. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Um. So then, um, is there anything else with the terrain there that's uh, listeners might need to know for to sort of put them in? put it in perspective where we're hunting today basically uh or is that pretty yeah, much i just kind of think uh just think alaska kind of thing almost but okay not quite bc is its own thing but uh northern bc the mountains get pretty steep and pretty rugged yeah yep. and there's just timber everywhere okay cool good deal okay cool all right, so um, in your area then, too, I take you have grizzlies as well as black bears? You bet. Okay, yeah. No, no, you know, just from the videos, I've never been to northern BC, but um, from the videos, it, it almost, you know, you'll see, because everything's edited or whatever, you see tons of grizzlies and tons of black bears. Um, how many how, how many grizzlies would you say you see versus black bears? Well, it all depends what you're looking for. Okay. Um, like I did a hunt last fall in our eastern area, and uh, we saw 23 different grizzlies in seven days or eight days. Wow. Okay. So if you're looking for them, you can really find them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as a terrain, you will find them in the same areas. It's just you're not going to see black bears hanging out where the grizzlies are hanging out. But yeah. all the terrain is going to be virtually the same. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So then, in the springtime, then I guess does um, like, 
where where are you finding bears in the spring? Like say early spring, like right after snow melts. Where are you finding bears at around there? So early, we're gonna start glassing the high country, like all the slides, you know, south facing, all that stuff. Everyone knows. Yep. But it's just really putting in the time, like twelve hour days, just sitting there bored out of your skull, and you're gonna see those bears, and then you're gonna be able to pinpoint kind of which drainage they're gonna come down. And how are they going to work to their usual food source and kind of thing? Like the areas I hunt, I kind of know, I got them patterned pretty well. So I know mm-hmm. how they're getting from point A to point B. And that's where I'll set the cams and check tracks and measure tracks. And so I can kind of pin each bear and have a picture for the bear and kind of know what they're going to do. So I can make my approach for later on the season. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, so then are the bears like bedding up high and, and feeding there or where are they like bedding in different, cause you're, you know, they're, you, you say they're using draws to travel. Are, are they traveling? What's the reason for travel? Are they traveling from like, um, a bedding area to a food source or just coming out of their dens going low? Like what, what what's it's the basically per- both. Okay. They're gonna, they're always like, it's a bear, right? They're always going to take the least resistance path. Yeah. So you'll find them coming right down the slides. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And that's where all the food's going to be too, especially when the snow melts. Mm-hmm. It's going to green up nice and good in there. So okay. the snow sticks around, you know, they'll push their way down. And there's like, uh, logging's huge in BC, obviously. Yeah. So there's anywhere you go, there's networks and networks of logging roads. So they okay. get down off those slides and off the mountains and they start cruising those roads down to us where I know they're going to be. <laughs> okay, gotcha. No, do you ever just walk logging roads trying to hunt bears? No. Um, I'm more of a spot and stock guy. Like, I want to spot before I just... I hate still hunting. Um, yeah. I only still hunt for elk and the thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not a big fan. I know a lot of guys love it. Some of the guys I work with love it and just yeah. have a blast. But... uh it's not for me really. I like to have my eyes on something. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. So, um, <laughs> matter of fact, this last year I had an elk hunt and I sort of had the option of, of basically still hunting and, you know, cause they're where they were at, it was really thick woods and there was, um, but a bunch of like interconnected meadows and I could have probably, and there's a lot of elk in there. And I thought you could either still hunt them or I could have hunted, um, in sort of an open area and i was if i'd be able to glass for him i said oh yeah i'm definitely glassing because i just i don't know i i just find still hunting really mind-numbing i just don't enjoy it like i i i just enjoy glassing for stuff too so <laughs> yeah definitely relate yeah elk it's not so bad because it's always nice seeing rubs and like yeah you can kind of gauge your elk off the rub and you find sheds and that so that's not so bad but for bears i think i blow my brains out <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> can definitely relate to that. So, <laughs> And so much can change with the weather, and that can kind of just push anything right out of there before you even see it. So it's nice to kind of sit back and wait and be patient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm saying it's just my approach. Oh, yeah, for it. sure. I mean, there's definitely guys that can be very successful at that, too. So, yep, that makes sense. So. Okay, so um, early spring, you're glassing really up high, looking at the avalanche shoots. Um, you're setting, you said you're even setting trail cameras up? Yeah. Okay, all right, sweet, that's cool. Um, this, do a lot of guys do that spot and stalk hunting? I mean, it, it's a really you know prevalent thing if you're a bait hunter or whatever, but uh, 
or you know running dogs off baits but um is that a common thing to do is just set up, or is that something i'd say for a lot of serious hunters in my neck of the woods are mm-hmm. all about that but most of the hunting around here it's all just uh truck hunting right yeah just road hunters there's lots of that okay so gotcha road hunters you, it's i guess it's just like walking the roads you will you know you'll yeah. see one in a truck for sure yeah yep so at least around here you'll see lots in the truck so <laughs> and sometimes you know that's more of an effective way and you can find good mature bears mm-hmm. when you're doing that but uh i'd rather just sit somewhere in glass and doesn't get my conscience so much of them in a pickup. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, that would but, not be you know, very uh, successful here, road hunting for bears. <laughs> when I glass early on in the season, I will drive my truck up the logging roads, and I'm glassing from the pickup early on, spending 12 hours there kind of thing. Okay. okay. But once the season starts coming on, then it's, you know, you're not in the truck anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. So, cool. Okay. Now, um... Do you ever like target like tidal flats for bears? Yeah. Okay. Um, so with grizzlies, that's kind of my go-to. Okay. And uh, you can find some really nice black bears in tidal flats too. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> is it um? Is it just nice black bears, or is it um? I guess what I'm getting at with that is, is it because you know they're going to have to contend with contend with grizzlies down there, right? So um, exactly. Okay, so basically only the biggest black bears are down there because they're pretty much the only ones tough enough to sort of handle it. Then no, you can find both there. It's just uh, it'll be different stretches of flats. Like okay. the ones I can hike into, I'll never see a black bear down there. I never have, never seen a sign, and I never will. Okay. But like, if you go way up the ocean in a boat, there you can find lots of spots. Like we run a lot of our spring hunts off a ocean boat. Oh, for okay. There. okay. And it's all tidal flat stuff. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Do you ever do? do it's just for guiding. Then do you ever personally use a a boat for or you know, boat for hunting? I have, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. I don't own one myself, so. Okay. It's uh, it's pretty expensive to take a boat out quite often. Yeah. Yeah definitely okay i use my legs yep <laughs> i think the term is use the quads that god gave you <laughs> yeah <so>. exactly <laughs> cool yeah all right cool so uh, what do you prefer then do you prefer grizzlies or do you prefer black bears oh i prefer grizzlies for okay sure. yeah yeah i can imagine so <laughs> that's cool nothing competes with grizzlies yeah okay so, um, so you're finding grizzlies, um, does it change as the season progresses? Like say later spring, right? What, what's early spring and what's late spring there? Cause I know the ocean really has an effect on the climate. So the season opens up April 15th and that's pretty early. Okay. And I don't usually get serious. Like I'll go out every mm-hmm. day that I can, but once June hits, I'm really on in late May kind of thing. The rep starts in June. Mm-hmm. usually first week of june yeah so that's kind of what i'm always targeting because that's when you see the most activity and you can just see a boar that you've never seen before walk out of nowhere and yeah. you're going to see some dominance and definitely find your bigger bears there okay cool okay so then so then in the rut right are you are you looking in the same places so say june like are you looking in the same places or um as you did early spring or are you looking for different spots 
Um, you're kind of keeping tabs on everywhere because those bears are going to be cruising lots looking for hot sows. Okay. Yep. You can see a lot more movement. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's I mean, even around here. It's funny. Some of the places bears turn up in June that you'd never see them. <laughs> so actually yeah. this year, there must've been, I, uh, you know, I didn't do any spring hunting this year, but, um, there must've been a really crazy rot around here because I saw so many bears this year. It was crazy. But, I mean, not even, like, looking for them. Like, I just saw, uh, I saw 13 bears around my house, which is crazy, crazy. So, and all, most of them were running. Like, it was running pairs. Yeah. So, but, and then, but, cool. That's good for the population. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but, um, oh, cool. So, before you even head out there, do you do anything special scouting for spring grizzlies? Like, um, like when you're looking on, say, Google Earth, or if you even use Google Earth, um, is there, are, are you just basically looking for south-facing slopes then, or, or is there anything else that you kind of cue on before you do some scout, before you actually go all boots on the ground? No, not for bears. Um, I'll do some research online and try and find hunting threads sometimes, but mm-hmm. I generally always put in for the same draws or if i go hunt black bears i usually hunt in the same spots okay and i kind of know the area pretty well and if i ever want to switch a grizzly area to somewhere i haven't hunted then i'm just going to go up there looking for black bears and keep dads on grizzlies while i'm there and that's Mm -hmm. all i'm there in that area so okay all right that makes sense so like i definitely use google earth for goats and sheep and that kind of stuff yeah but uh not for bears okay gotcha okay cool so um now what actually are they are the bears feeding on i know that you know the the buzzword is is spring grass or you know fresh grass or whatever but is it actually grass or or is there other plants that they're feeding on that they seem to prefer yeah you'll find them in the they get in the clover a lot okay if uh you'll see a lot of grass clips like especially in the tidal flats or on the sides of roads but Mm -hmm. Some spots you won't see too much activity if you look at a clover patch okay. you'll see like the centers are always chewed out of them mm-hmm. and that's kind of a good indicator there okay they'll eat anything like garbage obviously yeah people shouldn't be dumping in the bush but you're always going to find some yeah um you know they know where the calves are at and stuff like that so okay gotcha no i take it they're pretty big predators of moose calves up there yeah, we don't have the best moose numbers as it is. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't contribute that all to bears. There's yeah. lots of reservations around here and mm-hmm. stuff, other contributing factors like that. But, uh, yeah, they definitely go after and they definitely know what it is. Okay, gotcha. Something I always hear um, about, not always hear, but I have heard, is that, like, compared to black bears, grizzlies are super super sensitive to human scent like i've even heard of like guys not even walking through an area because if a uh, especially a big boar grizzly crosses their path you know the path they get spooked and will leave have you found anything like that to be true yeah if i'm making a stalk on a grizzly mm-hmm. and uh, it's calm it's usually going to smell me and bust out of there oh, wow. like okay. it's pretty hard to make anything happen without having the wind at your face okay wow Gotcha. 
Okay. So what do you, so how do you deal with that then? Cause I know, I mean, you must have some crazy thermal effects going on there, especially being close to the coast and then going straight up high to the mountains like that. How, how do you deal with the wind there? Yeah, it definitely swirls a lot, um, especially down on the coast. But you kind of, it all is uh, patience, really. And then you just got to know when you shouldn't rush in there and push that bear out of there from, you know, chance in the wind like that. It's it's really hard to sit there and watch it and wait. And I'm guilty for charging in there too early many times. But uh, yeah. that's really the best thing you can do to prepare is just be patient and pattern that wind. It's It's a lot different on the flats or you know, the lower hills, if you're up in the higher slides, you're going to have thermals that definitely okay. make a huge impact on it and will be pretty steady wind, but. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's even hard, you know, like around here where we have pretty steady winds, but you know, especially in the hills, it gets kind of swirly and, and, you know, like I do a lot of bait hunting and, being within it's usually so thick i can't help but be 20 30 yards from the from the bait pile and it's like yeah it's it gets crazy with some of the wind swirling in the especially the big black bear boars they don't they don't put up with anything so yeah but that's crazy and something we haven't touched on too is you know you're you're a pretty big trad boat guy aren't you i am yeah okay so you're even getting closer you know, then, you know, you're not trying to get within a hundred yards of the rifle or something. You're trying to get within 15 yards of the longbow. <laughs> so. Um, 25, 30. Oh, I'm pretty okay. comfortable. Okay. But, uh, you know, so, the closer is always the better. 20 is a pretty good spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you're, you're a pretty good shot then. <laughs> you're better than I am. I got a trad bow, but I'm like 20 yards is where I'm comfortable. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's just, every day something you gotta do every day yeah yep. i wouldn't say i'm a good shot and i have no way many or way more people that are a better shot than myself and that helped me along the way but mm-hmm. i'm pretty comfortable 20 to 30 okay gotcha no just a, what what what's uh what's your longbow set up then or are you shooting a longbow or a recurve i'm shooting a longbow okay okay so what what uh I mean, I'm sure most guys are like, there's got to be some special setup for, you know, especially going after grizzlies with that thing. Like what, uh, what, like what poundage is your bow and, um, all that kind of stuff. So it's a, uh, Jim Reynolds Thunderstick, uh, Moab. Okay. It's, uh, 52 pounds at 28 inches and I draw 28, 28 and a half ish. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the big thing is I use, um, grizzly stick arrows okay and uh it's a tapered arrow and my arrow's sitting at about 656 okay i believe for weight okay so it's a super heavy arrow gotcha. and 300 grains of that's right up front with a 200 grain broadhead and a 100 grain insert okay gotcha so there's a lot of energy moving there yeah yep now what kind of broadhead are you using uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I believe it's called the Maasai by Grizzly Stick. Okay, okay. It's their full system. Okay. They're awesome stuff. I love them. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, this is something I always think of is like, like especially being with the trad bow, it's like, do you use something special for Grizzlies? Because that's a lot of bear to get through with that. So. 
but and, and I'm a pretty firm believer of uh, heavy arrows. Yeah, yeah, yep. And sharp broadheads. Yeah, two always two blade broadheads. Mm-hmm. You know, single bevel when it comes to trad stuff like that. Okay. So do you do you use any other tactics when it with uh with spring grizzlies? Like, do you ever try to call or anything like that? Yeah, I have had some success calling, and uh, that's it's a whole other game. It's mm-hmm. super fun. It's usually a last resort kind of thing for me. Okay. Um, it, it sucks when you see one and you want to call, but you don't want a chance. Because I've seen them walk away, and I've seen them come in hot, and I've seen them come up slow and keep feeding and not let it bother them. So you never know what they're going to do. But when they come on, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. It's tiring. It's just. You, you got to keep blowing and blowing and blowing and you're out of breath. Uh-huh. And if you're backing someone up, you got the rifle in your hand and they got the bow and you're just blowing and blowing and blowing and you're huffing and puffing, rifle tips bouncing around and mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting stuff. I can imagine. I can imagine. So awesome. We called one in last spring. We were sitting on a perch and we saw a sow with three cubs the grizzly sow with three cubs, um, and they were just feeding, and they took off out of nowhere, and the wind was in their face, so they didn't smell us, so we are like, oh, there's probably a boar in that cut somewhere, so we kind of walked down, and we couldn't see anything or hear anything, so we started calling, and sure enough, he came out mm-hmm. at about 24 yards or something, uh-huh. and I drew back, and then a quad came down the road. Oh, we were at, no. And buggered off. It was like, <laughs> oh, no. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I I read your story on um the your your grizzly hunt this year, but um why don't why don't we start with with so your goal? Have you you had never actually shot a grizzly up until this year, right? No. Okay, but you were there a lot of them to go down, but never my tag. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So, but you you wanted to do it with a longbow, right? That was like your big thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so how many years had you actually been at trying to get a longbow spring grizzly? Then. Uh, this would be my third year. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't start trad too long ago, so. Okay. About gotcha. three years ago, I believe. Okay. So you start trad, and then you're just like jump right into grizzlies. Then <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, once I could shoot uh, 20 yards with it, I was kind of game. I didn't want to use anything else. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So, so I guess, um, how how did your first season go doing it? Then you know, so this would have been 2015, right? That you started um, actually hunting for yourself. Then I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All it was right. good. I only took a, I think I took a black bear. That's it with my trad bow. Okay. And it was a super fun hunt. And once you do that with a trad bow, it's just, it doesn't, nothing else compares to it really. And that's why mm-hmm. I really want to do grizzly and everything else with it. It's just, I, as a hunting guide, you know, I see a lot of critters go down. I hunt all the time. And so I still get that experience and lots of harvesting and lots of meat from all that. But mm-hmm. for myself, you know, I kind of really want to do everything with the longbow from now on. Gotcha. Okay. And that's a lot of misses. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of animals walking away. That's one thing you got to get used to. It's, 
you know, he's watched a lot of animals walk. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So I have a lot of animals walk with a compound, so I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So, so this year, um, you drew a, tell me the story of your hunt this year. That's, that's what I want to hear. I read it, but I want to hear it. I'm sure the guests want to hear it too, or the listeners. Okay. So I, uh, through a spring grizzly tag in my usual spot, which I will not say what that is. Great. <laughs> um, just like I was saying beforehand, started out uh, class in the high country, setting our cams, everything. We knew where these bears were going to end up for the rut. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, we'd make our way down there early season. I was actually working in camp in Newfoundland running equipment mm-hmm. uh, right now. I just finished before the guide season. but So I didn't have the most time to hunt for myself i'd get a week off in between month shifts there mm-hmm. so we'd spend our week in the bush and uh we were just we started seeing bears a little early before the rut and saw probably three or four different grizzlies down on these tidal flats and we made a move how'd it work i had three days before I went back to camp, and the next shift that came out the rut should technically be on. Mm-hmm. So it was three days before, and we saw a decent boar, nothing huge. And uh, I'm not that picky for trying to go with my longbow. Yeah. So we made a play, but uh, we slipped into the timber, and he kind of just fed off. He didn't smell us or anything, but that night was a write-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The next day, I ended up going fishing with my guide friend that's a fishing guide. Okay. And I was getting pretty frustrated and just called her quits. And then I said, I'm going to go hunt grizzlies. It's easier. And he laughed kind of. <laughs> he wanted to get into hunting himself. So he asked if he could come along and I said, for sure. So that night we went out to my usual spot and I gave him my defender and I went first the bow. And right away when we got down to the flats, we spotted a, a decent boar about 220 yards down the beach. Okay. So we made a stalk on him, dropped our boots, hopped in a creek, and uh, we got to 50 yards. And this is one of those days where the wind was just dead calm, mm-hmm. and he could smell me. And he just started putting on a show and kind of took off and then walked back up on the log slow and sat there. And uh, so this is my buddy's first time hunting in 50 yards from a grizzly. I don't think he's really shot a gun before. He's holding the defender for me. I just looked back at him. I said, okay, get ready to pass it to me. I made it pretty clear. I'm like, hey, you don't shoot at it. Just pass me the gun. That's your job. So he had a pretty good first experience. I think probably when most people don't experience something like that. Yeah. But that bear ended up living. He just asked what we did wrong. And I said, I hunt with a longbow. It's the only thing. <laughs> Any other weapon, I think would be dead right now. Uh <laughs> the next night I went out with my usual partner, Ricardo, and mm-hmm. uh, sure enough, a bear was pretty much in the same area, a little further down and open beach, just unstockable. Mm-hmm. And I leave the camp the next morning at like 4 a.m. So I think it was about 8 o'clock. And uh, I just said, screw it. And I took a 375 and I just crawled up a little further and laid on a log and pretty exciting because i knew i was finally going to kill something after uh-huh. watching so much stuff walk away with the bow yeah but sure enough uh three shots to 375 and got a nice boar nice. and we skinned it out 
And by the time we finished skinning it and processing the meat and that, another bear walked out on the beach. And my buddy, Ricardo, has a tag also. Mm-hmm. So we walk up to take a look, and uh, it just wasn't big enough. He's harvested three grizzlies himself, so he's yeah. kind of holding out for a monster. Right. So uh, we stalk in anyway because there's lots of uh, driftwood kind of pushed up from the tide. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of cover. So we stalk in, and we end up getting 20 yards from this thing, and I just start drawing back <laughs> every shot I could imagine. Like, so that's another thing for patience. Like if I just waited it out on that first bear, you know, I could have an opportunity on this bear and could have probably arrowed one, like 20 yards dead to right. Every, you know, quartering away frontal, everything, but yeah. that's the way it is. That's the name of the game. Uh, NDP and the green party got majority this year. So the grizzly hunt will probably be closed in DC, but, Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's rumors they might just make it mandatory. You have to take the meat out, which would be awesome. They should have did it only a year ago. Yeah. But I'm hoping it doesn't close next season because I'll probably find myself living in the Yukon or Alaska because I just love hunting these animals. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So you would actually move to hunt grizzlies if they closed in BC. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I definitely talk it over with my girlfriend, but yeah. if it wasn't for her, I definitely would. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. I've actually, you know, I've, I've actually thought about moving to Alaska and getting residency just to hunt brown bears. Like that would be the reason. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's stopping you. I don't know. They're all excuses and they're bad ones, so I'm going to... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, they're all bad ones. <laughs> Stupid things like like a job here and all that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, cool. <clears throat> That's awesome, though. So, you got the the Bertha 375. Would have been able to get one with the trad bow. Now, what'd you do with the meat? Um, it's all going to go to sausage, still in the freezer right now. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, usually with coastal bears, it all goes to sausage. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's the thing I always hear is the coastal bears are, they're fishy tasting. <clears throat> is that? Yeah. Or, yeah, that's true. Okay. But it, it's, is it still edible? Like, especially if you make it into sausage? Oh, with sausage, yeah, anything's edible. Okay, yeah. 50-50 pork fat kind of thing, right? So, yeah, yep. It tastes pretty good, but if you're walking on those estuaries there, you'll it's literally like mussels popping under your feet and all this. Just a buffet of seafood for these bears, and that's why they love it so much. Yeah, yep. Is that see some... where they get the funky taste. Gotcha. Is that something they feed onto as mussels? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there'll be crab. There'll be everything washed up, so water oh. rod and stuff. Okay. Is is that basically what draws them to the beaches then, other than the, the grass at the bottom? Yeah, and while that grass gets up to like three feet too. Okay. It grows rapidly through the spring. Right. Okay. <clears throat> cool. That's funny. So yeah, that's yeah, that's something I've always wondered about though back on topic here is that um the I always hear about, you know, the meat's inedible or whatever, but I I've always just always thought to myself you know, you must be able to at least make it into sausage or something. Like, I just don't know if I could turn away a pile of, you know, a grizzly-sized pile of bear meat because I know I love eating black bear, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's definitely not as good as black bear on mm-hmm. the coast, but, you know, those interior bears, you'll see it in the meat from all the bears. Eat. Like, those are still good-tasting bears, but yeah, yeah. as far as uh, 
Coastal Bears sausage for me. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Definitely can understand that. So cool. So you've also got, you know, a, a black bear through longbow then. What's, uh, how did that go down? Um, well, my first one was a longbow. It was a pretty fun hunt. Uh, I was with a good friend of our outfits and, uh, he comes up and hunts with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of just hunting together and we actually called that bear in. Okay. We saw it with a sow and, uh, it was actually eating the sows crap on the road so mm-hmm. imagine how that tasted when i was eating it but uh <laughs> he started calling and set up behind me and we didn't have a rifle or bear spray or anything uh-huh. and this is kind of when i first started playing with calls and uh he's a big reason for that mm-hmm. so he starts blowing on this thing and this thing came in freaking hot man yeah like it was ripping in hot and there's just a small bush and it was all open i was kind of standing behind this bush mm-hmm. the bear walks up four yards from me and I start to draw back, and then it gets to the other side of me, and it catches my scent, so it takes off. And this is just on a logging road. It crosses the road into the bush, mm-hmm. and it just starts popping its jaw and, like, pounding its fists on the ground and stuff. So that was super exciting, and my buddy just kept calling and calling, and it came out to 10 yards, and I then it stood broadside right in the middle of the road, and I shot right over its back because, mm-hmm. you know, with trad, when you're that close, you kind of got to aim pretty low. I don't know. It's hard to explain to people that don't shoot trad since it's all instinctive, but like from where your arrow's pointing at when you're drawing back and where it's going to end up when it's at 10 yards, it's something completely different. So I shot over it and it went back into the bush and did the same thing. And he kept calling, calling. It came back out and it was at 15 and it walked to 20. And then I was like, okay, and took the shot and then just killed it right there. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Experience. That's awesome. So how big was that bear? Uh, he was right around six feet. He wasn't anything special, though. Okay. Yeah. Decent bear, anyway, though. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, it was cool with the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's you know, because I I shoot. I don't. I haven't. I haven't killed anything with my 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 recurve, but um, I shoot a old uh, um, Fred or bear archery uh, um, <clears throat> Kodiak. Um, but, or no, it's not a coat. I'm sorry. It's a super grizzly. And, um, it, uh, it's, it's funny because, you know, it's, I find it almost easier to shoot at 20 yards than 10, just because like you were talking about, it it's is. hard to yeah. shoot. It, you just, it does not feel right shooting that how low you have to aim. It just doesn't even make sense. You feel like you're going to shoot the ground, but <laughs> yeah, I'd rather snap shoot when it's that close. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, I need I need to kill a bear with my long with my recurve. That would ugh. I I need to I need to yeah, especially if you're baiting. I think that's yeah. definitely the way to do it. Yeah. Yep. So we yeah. can't even bait in BC. So right. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. So it's just goofy though, because like BC, you know, the bears around here they they'll come into the bait real hardcore. Then it seems like every time you go up there, the bow they get real. Uh, seem to get real spooky because you're so close to the bait but yeah so, yeah i believe it well cool <clears throat> so what's your uh what's your favorite black bear recipe um i just kind of season as i go mm-hmm. i don't really have a i'm not a 
big chef by any means. So a lot of black bear I use just in sausage, pretty much all of it, and I just keep the back straps. And something as a guide is we harvest so many bears a year, a lot of clients don't take the meat. So yeah. I have so much meat that <laughs> literally just sausage, you know, I can make it so I just have back straps for steaks and steak bite kind of thing. So gotcha. I just, I'm a huge fan of just salt and pepper when I, Mm-hmm. do game animals sometimes i'll marinate in like a blueberry syrup but mm-hmm. well that's a cool idea I've not, never nothing too fancy i've never thought of yeah. blueberry syrup that's kind of cool huh you do that with yeah, steaks then or yep okay huh i might have to get it because i had a um there was a bear i shot of a blueberry patch in ontario and i, I mean it seriously like had like berry undertones to it i mean that's how much it had been feeding on the berries and uh huh that's crazy so and that probably yep. would have been really really good with that that's cool neat okay yeah it accents the meat pretty well yeah i can imagine so no what kind of sausage do you make with the spring grizzlies then i change it every time uh, another town close by smithers has a good factory and they have so many different types of sausage and what you want in it that I kind of just pick a new thing every time. Okay, that's cool. Uh, sometimes I make it myself, but it never tastes as good, so I'd rather just pay yeah. the money and get someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yep. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is to uh, give away sauces to people, mm-hmm. and I always tell them it's moose or goat or whatever, and they always, everyone around the north has had moose and loves moose, and a lot of guys are curious to try goat. Yeah. So I'll just feed it to him. They'll tell me how good it is, and I'm like, "Yeah, that was bear." So <laughs> I took a lot of people into learning to like bear and not thinking it's so bad. Yup. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there, there's a stigma with bear meat. I do not understand it because I I think it is just phenomenal, and I just do not understand. It, you you tell people it's bear. Oh, I don't know. That just doesn't sound right. But they're okay with anything yeah. else. It's I don't know if it's because they think it's a predator or, you know, the fish or dumps and where you usually kind of see bears. But yeah, they're definitely misjudged creatures there. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, <clears throat> yep. Well, cool. Well, we're getting close to time here. Um, do you have any anything you want to... Um, you know, if somebody wants to come hunt with you, can they um, specifically request you as a guide or anything? They could. I'd take any of the other guides before I take myself. But uh, <laughs> you can go on the Blameless website or you can check out their handle on Instagram. And uh, you can see a lot of photos of myself and other guides and clients with uh, some spectacular animals. Oh, cool. All right, so one more thing I want to talk about Um you know, as a guide, you're probably pretty decent at judging bears. How do you like to judge, um, uh, let's start with black bears. Like, how do you tell, like, a big, mature black bear boar? So, black and grizzly, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I like to do is determine the sex and make sure you know what you're looking at here. So, you know, boars will have, if you're looking at them from the back, they got small hips and mm-hmm sows kind of have wider hips kind of looks like a, a big heart okay. if you know what i'm talking about it's yep. hard without a diagram yeah uh one of the dead giveaways for me is the wrist and this is something you don't usually see pointed out anywhere and our head guide actually told me this one day and 
ever since he told me that I notice it. It's just a great indicator, but a sow, you'll see a nice tapered wrist. Kind of, you, you like look at your own wrist, you'll see your forearm tapers down to the wrist, and then you have your hand. Mm-hmm. Well, boars, you're always going to have just thick forearm that goes straight to paw. You won't see that taper there. Mm-hmm. And that, especially in the spring and when they don't have a huge full coat, it's that's a huge giveaway that I like to look for. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's not something judging, you hear too much, but it's true. So yeah, it, I've never heard it anywhere else, but it's a super good indicator. Yeah. It's hard to tell in fall bears, but does, is there, I guess that would be pretty pronounced in a spring bear then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's you can see in the fall too. Yeah. But yeah. It's just not as pronounced just because they've got, you know, four. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Especially so, with like a broadside angle, their mm-hmm. wrist there, you'll really see it thin out. Yeah. Um, as far as for judging them, you know, everyone usually looks at the head first. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. People always say small ears on the side of the head, which is true. Mm-hmm. That uh, forehead crease, they grow a lot of meat on their skull. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a huge indicator there when you get that crease in the middle of the forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing people don't really look at is their neck. They say it'll look like they have no neck, but what people mean by that, it's like so thick. It's pretty much thicker than the head. Mm-hmm. And it'll go into nice, big, blocky shoulders. And with boars, they're going to be a lot more built up in the front end than the back. And with sows, you know, it's going to be built up in the ass than the front and have tapered thin shoulders kind of thing. Yeah. So that's all stuff I look for. Um, the way they walk, you know, everyone knows the cowboy walk with boars. They, yep. they have that big waddle. Yeah. Um, so I was a waddle too, but they waddle more in the back, kind of shaking their ass. So, and then, uh, you know, a big boar also get that hump kind of like a grizzly. Uh-huh. Uh, they'll have a lot of girth, short legs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, once you've seen enough bears, you'll really know when you see a big bear. It's just like a mountain goat or grizzlies. It's like you know when you see a big bear. Yeah. And uh, another one people don't really know about is if you can, if it's kind of broadside and you can see its penis sheath, mm-hmm. that's usually an indicator of a large bear too because you don't really see that on smaller bears. No, no. And then body language, of course, too, like it's a bear skish and kind of stuff, you know, it's a small bear. That's yeah. body language tells you a lot about a bear. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a lot of this stuff, you know, you're going to, you're going to realize this by watching a lot of bears, even, even just like, like, uh, like if you can watch, like if, if you're, if you're, you know, if you don't live in an area where there's a lot of bears or whatever, you know, even just watching like YouTube videos of bait sites, right. Where there's a lot of bears interacting, you can see a lot of this and it, it starts to make sense after you've watched it for a long time, you know, but like, like yeah. when you first start, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to go. Every bear is going to look big to you. And then you're going to get up to him and like, what in the world is this? You know, but as you start to yeah. watch bears more and more, you go, that's a big bear. Oh, yep. That's a small bear. You know, that's a boar. That's and that's one of the tougher things with uh, one of the tougher things with the client because mm-hmm. they almost want to shoot every bear they see, and you have to be like, no, we got past this guy. Yeah. But throughout the week, and they're wondering why they haven't shot one of the twenty bears they've already seen. You'll be like, okay, let's see, there's a good bear, and they're like, oh, and it'll kind of click together. Yeah. And then even you're not able to make a stalk on that bear now. They kind of know what they're looking for. Yeah. And it's a good learning process every time you guide someone different. Mm-hmm. You get cool. to teach lots. You learn lots from them. Yeah. So there's lots you can learn about bears. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. They're probably one of the hardest uh, animals to judge, especially at a distance. Yeah, especially they don't have distance. any bones sticking out of the top of their head. <laughs> they don't have any horns. So, they're really misleading, and uh, ground checking them is a huge, you know, reality. Yeah. Happens to a lot of people ground shrinkage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's funny though too because you you get up to even even a smaller bear, you know. They are so dense. That's the thing, too. You can get up to a six-foot black bear and go, wow, this thing's heavy even, you know? They're not. They're thick yeah. animals. So what they, they'll they look, like, short or whatever. But then you actually you know, go to pick it up, and you're like, wow, this is heavy. <laughs> so yeah. But, you know, some, some, somebody said to me and one it's... time was, was, like, you can, you know, a 300-pound bear can curl up into a the tiniest spot to fit into the den you know you'd be amazed at how small the package they can roll up into you know oh yeah it's so. just like when you skin one out and you put it in the freezer wait you can pack that bag down too yeah yeah exactly exactly that's, that's another thing our bears we, we get size we don't ever do weight at yeah. all in bc yeah like that's an american thing totally and our clients always ask me and i <laughs> i never know yeah but like i know you guys you definitely get heavier bears off the bait but like i don't know about that i don't know about that i would say so you think so i don't know maybe i don't know because i see people throwing out numbers like 600 pounds and stuff yeah well a lot of them are lying (laughs) yeah that's true but i I believe there are some legit 600 pound ones and stuff like that but i've uh Last year, I had two twins, and the one brother harvested a nice six-and-a-half-foot bear, and the other one harvested a seven-foot-three bear, Yeah, which is the biggest black bear I've ever seen in my career. Seven-foot-three, And wow. it yeah. took everything we had for all three of us to roll that thing for photos, but I don't think it was 600 pounds. Like, no, no. Well, and part of it, but, too, part of it, too, is, is you know, a spring bear is going to weigh a lot less than a um fall bear anywhere you know so that's 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 part of it it, right and then but it's this is you know and i haven't hunted bc bears so i'm not sure but what it looks like to me in the the photos is that you guys have really really bigger like bigger framed bears than we do that's just what it looks like maybe maybe it's just the photos i don't know but it looks like the the bears just come bigger and who knows what they weigh you know that's the thing around here is um you know, like we get the weights because um, there is sort of a white-tailed deer hunting culture around here where most guys, like, they don't even comprehend the idea of skinning a bear and packing it out. Like, that doesn't even ever cross their, their mind. It's like, how do we drag it out of there? <laughs> you know? That's so wild to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, That's like if I asked 100 bears... Even with moose or elk... I have to skin it out and pack it out. I can't just drag something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's like that is it, it, this is something very foreign to guys that hunt east of the Mississippi River in, in the U.S. You know, it's like like if I asked a hundred bear hunters here, like would you consider skinning out and packing out a bear? Um, I guarantee you, at the very least, ninety nine of them would say it never even crossed their mind. <laughs> you know really so yeah it, it's it's something you know it, it's something i i consider i give it a lot of thought because i go it makes me able to go play like it never is a thought in my head like oh i shouldn't go hunt back here because how am i going to get the bear out you know i always have in the back of my head like oh yeah i'll just you know if i need to i'll quarter it up and pack it out so that's actually a tip i use to get 
further back than a lot of guys are willing to go just because I don't have the um, the restriction of thinking, oh, I got to drag it out because I don't. And they, you don't either. Nobody does. You know, you can, it's probably a lot easier to, um, it's probably a lot easier in some of these places where it's, you know, only a half mile from the road or something to, to pack out a 500 pound bear versus drag a 500 pound bear. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah. Like we obviously target trophy animals. So yeah. six foot plus. Yeah. And I would way rather skin one out and debone it than try and lift that thing into the back of a pickup any day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever shot one on the side of the road, I would skin it out there and try and get it in the truck. Let's just say that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That is funny. So, but, yeah. So, well, cool. Um, something else I want to talk about, too, was um, fall bear hunting. We keep talking about spring. Do you get? Do you guys have a fall black? I assume you can hunt fall black bears there, right? Oh, yeah, you bet. Yeah. Do you guys ever do that, or uh, do you just pretty much do it in the springtime? I do. You get uh, two bear tags a season. Okay. So, I always go out in the spring because... Or not a season, sorry, a year. Okay. And uh, I was going to spring just because, you know, you got that itch. You've been waiting all winter to hunt, and now you can go hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of the things why I prefer that. I hate waiting till August before you can hunt again. Yeah. But yeah. I'll usually harvest a bear, and then I'll hold on to a tag. And then that way in the fall, if you see a decent one, you know, it might be worth shooting. And if you don't get a draw, that's all you got to hunt. Mm-hmm. I can't say that because there's open seasons for almost everything in BC, but... <laughs> It's always nice to have a black bear tag in your pocket because yeah. you never know you're going to see. You never know if you might need it in defense or something in the camp. So yeah, it's always yeah. a good thing to have. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Now, um, so so when does so BC fall bear season starts in August? Yeah. Okay. So BC um, fall bear season starts in August. Where are you targeting bears like? black bears then well you can hunt fall grizzlies too can't you yep okay do you yeah, is, so that a, is that spring draw. okay yep do you ever try to put in for the fall draw or just focus on spring no i i love hunting the rut and okay. that's kind of my favorite thing to do because they just act super different yeah. super aggressive and it's just super fun but in the fall whether black bears or grizzlies mm-hmm. you know that's when the salmon are running that's where you're gonna find a lot of the good bears okay gotcha Cool. Now, do you ever go up in the high country and try to get, um, like, berry-fed bears then? Yeah, in our eastern side, we don't have any salmon up there, okay. and we spend a lot of time up in the high country there. Okay, gotcha. Cool. And you'll see lots of bears densed up in berries and stuff like that, so. Okay, gotcha. What kind of berries are there? Is I would blue? prefer a fall bear. Yeah. Um, salmon berries, blueberries, you know, any berry, really. Okay. I love the fall coats. They're spectacular. Yeah. And if you can get one early, early spring with that coat, that's pretty nice too. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes you got to take what you can get. I yeah. got pretty lucky with mine this year. It has a really good hide, not rubbed at all. So. Yeah. But so it's cool. not a true silver tip. It's just brown. Yeah. I still want one of those nice frosted silver tips. Yeah, for sure. Seems like they get those a lot on the uh, um, tundra up in Alaska. Yeah, all the interior stuff here has them too. Okay. It's pretty common. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, those those are the coolest ones. Like the old silver tip, just interior grizzlies. Those are just cool. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome. Cool. 
Well, good. Do you have any other uh, fall? Do you have anything else you focus on with the fall bear hunts then? Um, no, just kind of change my location. Either go to the salmon or go to the berries. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, pretty much uh, running on time here. Um, do you have any any other closing thoughts or anything else you want to talk about? I can't think of anything else. Okay. You have anything else on your list? More than I talk usually. <laughs> uh, nope. Okay. Sweet. So. I think we covered it all. Awesome. Yeah. I think we got everything on my list. So. All right. Well, cool. So. All right. Well, um, my closing thought is this has been awesome, and um, uh, really appreciate you coming on. This is really informative, and um, um, so yeah. So. Um, Anything else? No, thanks for having me. Um, I wish I could think better to explain more stuff about BC. Well, peace for you guys. I'm sure you'll get someone qualified. Oh, I don't uh, think so. <laughs> guys to talk to eventually, but that's just kind of a taste from my neck of the woods, and I guess it's a nice change from baits and stuff like that. Yeah. But... It was fun talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch everybody next time. Thanks. Yeah, good luck this season. Yeah, you too. See everybody.